perfect open for tonight's show we it is friday friday fun day as we roll into a weekend and and on top of uh some really fun news that i got to share with you guys at the open of the show we're having just some gorgeous weather here in san diego and so i'm in a great mood of course y'all know i'm always in a great mood when i get to share this time with you guys out there you phenomenal friends and family of mine out there uh, listening on the answer san diego whether you listen to my podcast on spreaker or any of the other places you get your your podcast. It's an honor that any of y'all share any time with me here every night. And also I'm beginning to get so many emails from you guys. I think I'm going to pull some that I've gotten the last few days and respond to some on the air next next week. But if you want to shoot me an email, Andrea K at Andrea K show.com and 888-344-1170. Friday means here of the week and stink of the week. So I'm curious if you guys have, there's so much stink um, but there's also, um, I, I'm struggling to find a hero this week, um, but we do have some good news and I do have some stink, particularly something coming out of California that I don't think has gotten a whole lot of media play. And if you're not in California, you may be thinking this isn't coming your way or doesn't impact you, but we all know the saying, so goes California. So there's some stink involved with that. Some stench coming out of our military that might not surprise some of you fellers out there, you fellas. So uh, stay tuned for that. Of course, Friday also means Bob Walters will be here wrapping up uh, everything that you need to know about what's going on with the indoctrination happening in our schools. So glad to have you guys here with me. And before I go any further, I got to bring in my brother, DJ Potato Skins. Unanimous potato. That's the rare unanimous potato. DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. And all potatoes here in the peanut potato gallery uh, says that uh, what Newsom cooking up is unanimously stinking because I know exactly what story you're talking about. Yeah, well, we're going to save that probably for um, after Bob Walters. We'll see when we can squeeze it in. You know, it's getting to where I'm almost going to have to be two shows a night, two shows a week with Bob Walters, um, given what's happening in our country uh, with the education system. But let me start with a little bit of good news for you conservatives out there. I don't recall, I was telling this to Skins earlier, I don't recall in the history of my life since I've been paying attention to politics, which was, um, um, you know, I wasn't around, you know, I'd, Watergate, you know, I, 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 y'all, many of my listeners may think of a time or know of a time, maybe, maybe it was Watergate in which a sitting president I guess, yeah, I guess, this, I guess having to leave office is, is a worse week than what happened to Biden this week. But okay, outside of Watergate. Not far off. Has there been a worse week for a sitting president than what Biden has had happen this week? I, I can't think of anything Not worse. that I can think of. He, the, the Democrats' main items for their agenda, the top three things that they wanted shoved on us and they needed to get it done before the 2022 uh, elections that are happening, the midterms, the top three items are dead, dead right now. They're as dead as his brain capacity, which is which he has had some major uh, stumbles in the past few days to where people are literally saying, at what point do we get the 25th Amendment to get this man out? OK, but I don't think that's ever going to happen because he is not really behind anything happening with the agenda. He is literally a stick figure. He's, a puppet. he's literally weekend at Bernie's who gets propped up in front of a microphone and then he, then he's barely even there. But let's recap for you guys the three agenda items that mean that the Democrats' agenda at this point 
is dead. Now, Ch- Chuck Schumer, I know we'll get to that in a minute. He says one of them isn't dead. But here, here's what happened yesterday with SCOTUS. They shot down uh, the OSHA mandate through OSHA, uh, which involved any employer with 100 or more employees, which was 40% of our workforce. Now, yes, it was bad news that uh, Kavanaugh and Roberts uh, went dumb on us and went weak and for whatever reason decided to, to uphold that a, that a third of our workforce, our healthcare workers still had to come under the mandates. I'm hoping there's something that's going to turn that around down the road. But what this was ultimately about was not about anybody's public health. It wasn't about anything but a complete a, a once and for all permanent seizure of control over our workforce and over our businesses. I've had people argue with me that the Democrat Party isn't communist, that what they're trying to do isn't communism, that, that you know, and it's only communism when a government owns the means of production. They don't have to have the pink slip if they have the, the, the ability to control every aspect of your business. And if they can tell you, look at all the different ways that they have been able to control businesses under the guise of public health and under the guise of an emergency – from telling you whether or not you're allowed to open your business, how many people you're allowed inside your business, whether or not if you're a restaurant, um, how many cocktails you can serve, but you can serve cocktails, but only if you've got food, how you got to set your, 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 your seats apart. And, um, on top of all the other current regulations that we've had going on uh, that have already been too much of a government overreach and that you've got to have this many people of this color on your boardroom. You have to pay this many people this. You, you know, you, if, if somebody wants to be called he or she and they're a woman, you better do this or you're at, there's so many different ways that our government has already overreached and been in control, complete control, of, not complete control, but in control of our businesses that if they were able to seize control with this, then they've pretty much got us permanently going down the road. So, so that was shot down. It is yet to be yet to, to be seen what ends up happening at the individual state level. That's why we want you guys to get active out there in the states. The second thing that was shut down was, and we have Kirsten Cinema and we have Mansion to thank for it. Was they were going to take a vote get rid of the filibuster to push through HR1 and push through and completely seize control over all of our elections. And Kirsten Cinema came out and actually acted like like Democrats back, you know, from 30 40 years ago, and you know, instead of like the far left commies that they are, she actually came out and actually sounded reasonable and said this isn't good for the country. Like your speech. Right. This isn't good for the country. Manchin said he's not he's not doing away with the filibuster either. Right. And this is this is the most significant blow, by the way, because if they were able to get this through, then then we're we're. We're basically I I hate to say it sounds so hyperbolic, especially when I'm in a good mood to say we would have been done as a nation, but but we would have been done as a free nation. We would have been done as a free nation because then Democrats would have had complete control over the outcomes and they would have done some shenanigans with these these phony, you know, Republican leaders that we've got like the Mitch McConnell's out there, the Adam Kinzinger's and the Liz Cheney's. The reason why the Liz Cheney's of the world and Kinzinger's hate Trump is because he was a threat to the one party system. Right. Um, so this was going to forever give our elections, take them away from the people, away from the states, and give them to the hands of the Nancy Pelosi's and the Mitch McConnell's, but most importantly, the AOC's of the world and the, and the Bernie Sanders. And we would forever be, at that point, a communist nation, 
right? And the third thing that was the third blow, which um, involves the other two in a sense, is that now, particularly with the filibuster going away, there's, you know, there's not, they're not going to get through the additional trillions and trillions of dollars of spending that they wanted to get through to transfer, to, to do as much as possible to further the completion of the transformation of us from a free market economy, from an individual liberty standpoint, at Republic of States to their um, economic Marxist system in this country. I don't think they're giving up. But they're not going to give up because Chuck Schumer has said he's had he's had to basically scrap his own deadline. Um, he announced uh, yesterday that the Senate would not reconvene until January 18th, um, which is which means, you know, um, he's missed his own deadline because what he had wanted was um, to take the vote on the filibuster um, get rid of that and then um, sign into law, be able to push through H.R. 1 and sign into law their election grab by Martin Luther King Day, which is Monday. So, of course, that's not going to happen. But this is funny because because um, <laughs> Schumer is in due to circumstances regarding covid. Do it in the Schumer voice. Yeah, I can't do Schumer uh, due to circumstances regarding covid and another potentially hazardous winter storm approaching the D.C. area. The Senate will adjourn. Tonight. Of course, blame covid, right? <laughs> <laughs> COVID's to blame for everything. He says, we will return on Tuesday to take up the House passed message containing uh, voting rights legislation. So he he's insisting that the Senate Republicans, quote, choose uh, that uh, he, that if Senate Republicans choose obstruction over protecting the sacred right to vote, there would be a vote on altering or removing the filibuster. So I don't know what they've got in store for Kirsten Cinnamon Mansion between now and then in which they think that they're going to somehow uh, bully them or somehow grab some Republicans. I would actually between hearing Schumer and hearing cinema, I actually think the latter of what you just said would, would it wouldn't surprise me, and I would say that's more likely. Yeah, and it will be interesting to see because the timing of this is such that there is a massive rally in Arizona this weekend involving Trump. Um, this is this is a rally like we saw in back in the days in like 2016 because this is not just you know Trump coming to the microphones. I mean, we've got our, our favorite congressman Andy Biggs is going to be there. Um, I, I hope ho- Trump is on point. Well, I hope he is too, and and I, I'm hoping that he's been paying attention to what many big mouths have been saying, which is including a friend, good friend of his who might even be there, Wayne Allen Root, an old friend of mine who, who introduces Trump everywhere on when he's on the West Coast, maybe not in Arizona, but every time he's in Vegas. You know, Wayne Allen wrote, Root was one of the first people about a month ago to say, you've got to stop pushing these shots on people. Stop talking about You've it. got to stop pushing these shots on people because you are, you know, for, for a variety of many reasons, it's one thing to say, I want to see, I, I like these shots. I see them as a success for the Trump administration, but then pivot and push hard against the mandates. And he's yet to do that. And he's yet to do that. And the reason why he has to do that is because when you look at the, when you look at poll numbers that 40% of workers are saying they will quit their job before they get the shot you you are not in sync with the base 
or and I and by the base, I'm not even just referring to Republican skins. When he won in 2016, he tore down the blue wall. He he got he con, he took he flipped blue states and the upper Midwest that had been solidly blue for decades. That's why they refer to as the blue wall. That's why Hillary never saw it coming. She never saw it coming. And who were they? Who did they represent? They represented the working man and woman, the forgotten working man and woman, the same people that are saying, I will quit my job before I will get this shot. On top of it, the news that is coming out about these shots, you cannot brag with any credibility that they have saved, that this would have been the Spanish flu and 100 million people would have died. You can't say that anymore. You can't even say that they stopped the spread anymore. No, he needs to own up. You, you can't say that anymore. There's no way to just, there's no way to prove, by the way, that anybody who gets it would have died but for the shot. That, that's in, unprovable. And, and, and uh, not only is it unprovable, but we've got Walensky coming out and saying, that over 75% of the deaths and with vaccinated people are because this is people with at least four comorbidities. On top of it, we've got breaking news out today that I think in the UK, they have more people dying that have gotten the shots than the unvaccinated. That's what I've heard. So, so you don't have the credibility to say this, even if you genuinely believe it. You're going to lose voters he is our. Well, he already be- is. He, well, yeah, he already is. I had. He's lost. He's lost at least eight points, eight percent. So here's what I'm hoping we're going to see in Arizona tomorrow night. We, if he wants to tout this as, as success, because there are many that believe in these shots, fine, tout as as success. But go ten times harder if you're going to spend ten minutes on the shots, one minute touting your success on Operation Warp Speed, and nine minutes talking about how Operation Warp Speed should have never been used in a power grab and to in. in plant tyranny and authoritarianism Amen. on the American people. And oh, by the way, express concern for the fact that break the emails revealed that they hid proven therapeutics like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, which cost people's lives in order to push out these shots. Be honest that people have a right to question the, the, um, the risks of these shots when the government's own VAERS site is showing over 22,000 people have died and almost a, a million people have suffered severe adverse effects. If you don't address those things and aren't honest about them, I don't care how many People are there at this rally. He's 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 not going to win in twenty twenty four. I hope Wayne Allen uh, has his ear because, um, and it's still not confirmed that he is going to run. But if he is, he really is at a tipping point. It's it it is, is this weekend where his campaign will or will not be broken. And he's so beloved, and he did so many amazing things. You look at the economy uh, under him. We would be at, with Biden right now. Imagine where we would be if Trump had not done the brilliant job that he did on the economy. If he had not the most amazing economic revival in, in, in the history of this country. You don't have to like him. That's a hard fact. It's a hard fact. And had we not had that foundation and that economic revival, we would be in far worse situation than we are right now, which is bad, which is the worst we've been in in 40 years. And then China announced today that they're closing ports. So you think this supply chain problem is bad now it's only going to get worse and who was warning about china trump who was on the campaign trail in 2020 oh we ain't got to worry about china there are buddies uh mr mr um lined his pockets in his son's pockets through the chinese uh, communist party biden i'm well past the point of a break we come back i'm going to share with you guys this breaking news out of california later on the show we come back we're going to talk to bob walters so stay with us 
Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Facebook at Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E, and connect with her on ourfreenation.org. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K on The Answer San Diego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Before I bring in my buddy Bob Walters here, education contributor, I wanted to save this and mention this uh, while he is is here with me before I bring him in because I know that he is somebody that uh, watches One American News uh, as much as I do. And full disclaimer, I'm not about to share this story um, because I have, I, I'm on there on a regular basis. In fact, I'm on tonight. Um, check out Tipping Point at 7 p.m. Uh, Chris Boyle is filling in for Kara McKinney tonight. And I found out after I recorded uh, my interview for tonight's show um, that DirecTV has announced that they are dropping uh, One American News, which is their um, greatest source of their income. And this is blatantly uh, to shut down conservative content. And from you hearing the truth out there, think about this. Think about this for a minute. Shutting them down. One of the few uh, networks that we have out there that actually have, and they have more actual journalists than they do opinion shows. I mean, uh, you know, Tipping Point is an opinion show. So I'm very saddened to hear this. And, and, and um, uh, you know, I ask you guys, I don't, I don't even normally tell you guys when I'm on Newsmax, which is every Wednesday morning, or when I'm on One America, um, I, I ask you guys to watch Tipping Point tonight. I think everybody, if you've got, if you've got it as part of your cable package, I don't even care if you listen to or turn the sound off. Everybody needs to turn it on. We need to, and if you have, and if you have DirecTV right now, you might want to think about canceling them. We need to send a message that we are not going to let these um, these people shut down. Look at the movement to censor truth in this country. While the FBI and the DOJ is looking, I've got a story on big tech. To, big tech uh, later for you guys. Uh, they're trying uh, to do everything they can to quote stop misinformation. The real effort is to stop truth and to stop conservative views and pro-America views. And so I just wanted to share that with you guys. Hi, Bob Walters. That's really not good news, is it? Take what you can and go keep working forward. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think we missed some of that comment. You were going to say something about One America? Yeah. Well, I, I support them. I read them a lot, uh, a lot. I watch them all the time. It's a real shame because they're a California-based organization and uh, very conservative, very American. And they're American. Um, yeah, they are, are the only sources of true journalism left. Right. Exactly. I mean, we know we can't trust Fox anymore. Um, you know, watch Tucker maybe other than that. Um, you know, Fox is no longer fair and balanced. We know the truth about them. Newsmax is great, but we, we, there, there should be to take down a media news outlet simply because you don't like their, the opinions that have been being put forth there. This is the kind of crap that happened in the USSR, right, Bob? It is. It's a real shame. It is. We're headed that direction. Hopefully we can turn it around. Yeah. So election time. Yeah, absolutely. Well, also, you know, the, they, and I'm glad you pointed out one thing before we get into education is that they are a major employer here in San Diego, as well as in D.C. So, yeah, great job. Yeah, ha, ha, you know, hat tip to you guys. You're, caught, you're putting people out of, out of work? That's scumbag yeah. communism kind of crap. And, you it's know, really, and, and the really people applauding it today probably came out of a college or university you're about to tell us about tonight. So let's get into your content tonight, Bob. Okay. Well, I've got some good news. Maybe these will be a couple of points to raise the, the eyebrow a little bit. First of all, all these things happened this week. Naviant, formerly Sally May, reached a $1.85 billion settlement over student loan practices. The federal government alleged that they had been 
doing bad loan deals and abusing the students that, that took loans out through their organization for students at college. And this money will give loan cancellation to 66,000 students in 39 states. But let's be clear, that's not the same as loan forgiveness, which the left is pushing for. Right. This is this is um, Sally Bay. And I and I, I had loans through Sally Mae that I paid off and I had to deal with them because there was shenanigans going on involving my loans. And fortunately, I have a mother that worked for the federal government and knew how and knew how to deal with federal agencies. <laughs> I'll just put it that way. <laughs> I had I had somebody in my corner who knew how to correct a situation, but a lot of these students didn't. So this is very good news. What else you got? It is. Well, and we, in New York, Mike Bloomberg, who's pretty much of a liberal, is donating $750 million to help expand charter schools in 20 metro areas around the country. He thinks this is the best way to improve public schools, which he considers broken. Well, we all know that they are, but I'm surprised he came forth to do that and to build up charter schools in all these different cities. That's, that's a good that's good news. It is very good news because I think it was it last week or the week before where we were talking about how, I don't know if it was the NAACP or somebody had come out against charter schools. And I was like, wait a second. It was the charter schools post-Katrina in New Orleans that saved the education system for the African-American communities there. And now they're doing great academically yeah. because they were in charter schools and taken out of mm-hmm. the, the, the formerly crappy public schools. So, um, you know, the, the left doesn't like that. They don't want any competition for these public schools because they don't, in part, because they don't want actual academics to be taught. They want CRT to be taught and, and all their other transgender stuff. So um, that's really great news. Thank you. Well, in Charleston, South Carolina, with 50,000 students in that particular uh, district schools have long been among the worst performing in the state. So two millionaires decided to offer school choice to all the students and remove the public schools totally. <gasps> the state passed the law and they dissolved the school district and that's almost effective immediately. And up to this point, such private schools were blamed for having taken the best students and left the worst ones. <laughs> 20, <laughs> yeah, 23 lower performing schools would now be taken over by this innovation management organization and run as private school with no public schools left in Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, that is, that should be national news. I should be looking up there and seeing this on all the major networks that Skins um, puts up for me so I can see uh, on the monitors what's happening. They don't want this news to get out. Look no. at look at that at a local level, what people were able to accomplish in terms of taking, getting rid of the scourge of our nation right now. The main battlefield we've got is what's happening in these schools. And look at this success. What a win. That's incredible. In fact, maybe... This should be this should be like the blueprint for across the I country. Agree. Hopefully it'll spread. Yeah, I think. Thank you. In college news, I got more than one million students have dropped out of college since 2019. The colleges are worried since they didn't return to, as things get back to normal. And on many of most of these campuses, they fear it marks a shift in young people's perception of college. Frankly, I hope it does. Yeah, absolutely. You need to be thinking about, you know, shop classes and 
and uh, tra- training in other sources, not going into huge debt to go to college. Absolutely. To get a degree that doesn't help them. Well, right. Or community college. Or maybe uh, maybe yeah. um, if there's so much of our, our society is about technology, maybe, maybe some two-year course or even some online course that has to do with learning coding, right? Or how about yeah. solving the supply chain issue by opening back up these trucker schools and having kids, you know, go and learn to, to drive a big rig, right? <laughs> and, you know, um, there's so many other options. Or... Or how about, you know, um, they realize that the uh, that it, it, there's so many worthless curriculums going on at these colleges and universities that don't match the job opportunities available to them. And then they come out with these gen- the gender studies of, um, you know, primate chimps and, you know, they can't get hired anywhere and they've got $200,000 in debt and it's just a waste of time and money. It's interesting, though, because I think part of what's happened is, um, you know, there's been a shift in terms of how do I explain this? Um, part of the college and university experience is actually being there, right? Um, yeah. I was in a sorority. I lived in my dorm my freshman year. I mean, there's nothing like a living at, at, at particularly at LSU, right? And and some of our schools and universities have such an amazing culture. Well, then when you shift everybody home, that's part of the reason why you go there, right? Well, if you're sitting at home. You're not, you know, are you really a Harvard student when you're, you're in, you know, taking classes online in, in your mama's garage in Idaho? So then you go, well, you know what? If I'm sitting here at home, why am I sp- spending all this tuition? Maybe I could go to community college. Did I explain that right? <laughs> you did. Right. right and on. so it's, it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind, right? It's kind of like, you know, I've been, you know, did I really want to stay in this relationship with this boy who never, you know, buys me anything for my birthday? And then you don't see him for a while and you go, you know what? There, there may be other fish in the sea. Maybe I don't really need to continue with this option. It's Friday night, so I got to throw in something related to relationships and dating, right? <laughs> All right. Now, okay. Bob, you stay over with us. We're going to take a break. When we come back, I predict that Bob also has some college crazies for us because he usually does. So stay tuned for that. We've got Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week coming up later, as well as a crazy story out of our military and some crazy out of Sacramento with Gavin Newsom. Bringing you 21st century common sense. It's the Andrea K. Show. Connect with the show at OurFreeNation.org. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Um, continuing our conversation with Bob Walters, our education contributor. He's given us some really, really big good news this week. Stories you're not going to hear anywhere else, like in South Carolina where they've gotten in Charleston. I think they call it Chucktown. They've gotten rid of, of an entire public school district. Okay. So there, the momentum is on our side, right? And this piggybacks on what I was talking about on last night's show skins about running for office locally and getting active locally. Local is where it's at right now. Oh, sure. I mean, the only reason right now that the Democrats are winning in San Diego, because they're the only ones running in San Diego. Absolutely. And the same pretty much in, uh, we're seeing too much of that trend, too many Democrats running unopposed in Orange County and uh, the rest of the nation as well. All right, back to Bob. What else you got for us tonight, my dear? Well, I got some more college news, one bad, one good. So uh-huh. I'll give you the bad first. Okay. A Michigan University professor has been placed on leave after he told students in a profanity-laced video that he randomly assigned grades before the first day of school. He even suggested the students are vectors of disease and need not actually attend class. They would still get their grades. <laughs> you got to be kidding. <laughs> what kind of what kind of 
been, you know, it, is it, it, has he been psychologically evaluated? What is this? <laughs> well, he's been let go, but we'll see what happens in the long term. So he was, well, uh, you know what, let's, you know what, maybe that's not so insane. I mean, we've got, I think you reported last week that, you know, coming out of K-12, I can't remember where, where it was, only 18% of African-Americans could read. So why not, you know, kids aren't even having to take SATs anymore. Or, I mean, why not just randomly aside grades at this point in public schools? It's not, it's not, it, it's not, that's not even the craziest story. No, I know. And it's some of these majors that they're getting, they can't get a job with them anyway. So. Right. Uh, Anyhow, um, moving on to some good news, a new university is being built in Austin, Texas, a very liberal city, which aims to make liberal arts education less liberal and free of censorship against professors. They've already raised $10 million and plan to open the campus on 2024. They've been inundated with hundreds of requests from college professors and have an initial enrollment indication of 10,000 students from around the country. Wow. Now, I'm not sure how far 10 mil is going to go in educating 10,000 students, but I love where this is going. Where is Elon Musk? Come on, man, write a check. You're moving to Texas. I think Facebook is moving to Texas, right? They're all getting rid of, you know, moving to these, you know, red states because they want to take advantage of just like Yollywood, Hollywood moving to Georgia, right? You know, open your pocketbooks, people. Um, Elon Musk it was, well, Elon Musk might not because he had said that some of the smartest people are not necessarily the ones that have gotten the higher education. But there are some degrees for which you really need to go to college for, right? Yeah, you know, and, 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 and so we need to have, including liberal arts. And so we need to have some institutions out there. So even if you're Elon Musk, who's not the most pro higher education guy, we need some of these people to be writing some checks. That's great news, though. Okay, in California, Governor Newsom, seeing the decline in student enrollment in schools and knowing that they get their support from the state is based on daily attendance, he has proposed some drastic changes. Funding in the future will be based on average attendance for the past year or even three years rather than the daily attendance of students in the class. Thus, money would be based on total enrollment rather than actual attendance. (laughs) How convenient. Yeah, so who cares if the kids even show up, you know, it's going to pass anyway. Yeah. Uh, Then you've got, in Texas, you've got an Essence Preparatory School. It's a charter school in Texas that's just been set up, and it's been battling the state legislature since its anti-racist curriculum is based on the writing of Abram Kendi, who wrote the 1619 book, which alleges America is totally racist and slavery-driven. It's not expected to survive the battle, but it's a, it's a sad indication of what a charter school can be if they're not watched. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then you got 500 school districts for an article by Jane Robinson in the Department of Education who will now only hire teachers who are solid in their dedication to wokeness and cultural com- competency. The goal is only to hire teachers who are anti-racist activists and who favor discrimination against whites for the benefit of other races. Applicants in Indiana were asked how they would ensure student outcomes would not be predicted by race, culture, or sexual orientation. They have to pledge that all students will end up the same level, no matter what and how the students work, and and that any student who threatens this by working too hard or achieving too much must be brought to heel 
whatever that means. Wow. Well, you know, it reminds me of I've never worked for a union, but the, but I've said for many for many years that unions are little Marxist communist societies. Um, everybody gets paid the same. Um, everybody has the same output. You know, you're supposed to per, you know on a, on the manufacturing line produce the same amount of output. I knew somebody who worked in a manufacturing plant, and he was he had a, the union boss come over to him and say. Um, you need to knock it off, okay? You're producing. To, I don't even remember if it was a car, auto, where, wherever he was working. But he got, they, he was like, um, you know, you, you're you're producing too many per hour, and you know, we we you're only supposed to produce X amount, and so yeah, you're it, 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 right, and, and because it, it they didn't want uh, anybody to um, they, they want to minimize the idea of achievement um, because they want equal outcomes for everybody. And, um, and, and equal pay for everybody and everybody's supposed to think alike and have this homogenous mindset. And, um, it, it, meanwhile, the fat cats, you know, are making, making all the money and I'm not explaining it really well, why it's, why it's a little Marxist societies, but that's what this is about. It's about yeah. having your psyche, yeah. not want to being accept whatever outcome you're being told you're supposed to have. And it, 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 communism rewards the least of society. It, it diminishes the idea of achievement. It rewards laziness. It tells, it tells anybody that is ambitious and might want to have a higher level of living, knock it off. You're not allowed to want to have more based upon your, your work ethic and your achievement. And that's what, what they're doing in the schools now. They're doing the same thing in the schools that they do in the union workplace. Did I yeah. did I explain called, that right, Skins? You did. It's called equity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. This country, and it's not what this country was founded on for a reason. We became the most successful nation in the world, creating the most amazing technology and basically all the world, the greatest technology on which all the world depends. Other nations might have come along behind us and expanded on some technology, but it was all created here. Because of overachievers. Well, because of overachievers, because of the mindset of entrepreneurs, not just the mindset and the culture, but that was based on the system of entrepreneurship and that if you were willing to work hard enough for it and had a dream and a vision, you could achieve it. And through that achievement, you could live a really great life. And it's based upon all of that and the free market, individual liberty and, and all of that, why we ended up being the country that created the TV, the telephone, electricity, flight, and on and on and on and on and on. Right, Bob Walters? It is very true. And 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 it's because we it's a system that rewards and um, individual achievement, and it's and it's also in our human nature to want to achieve. God gave us the ability to have a dream. He implanted these dreams in our hearts, right? And that's one reason why they also want to remove God from society, remove God from our schools, remove God from the workplace. They don't want you to have a dream. They want to suck the dream right out of you and tell you you're not allowed to achieve anything. Why bother to work? It's oppressive. Yeah, they just want media, and that's why there's no testing anymore to get out of school, to get into college, whatever. Right. Yeah. And, and that's in real a, life, you better be prepared, and they're not being prepared at all. Right. And think of life. the joy. Think of the joy you're robbing of students. Some of the greatest moments of joy in my life, and this is going to make me sound so geeked out. I got the only A in quantitative business analysis when I took the class out of all, all my fellow students. I, do you know I still have that paper? I still have that. I still have that test I took with that A on it, and that to this day it's one of my one of my proudest moments of my life. And they're robbing students of that. 
Yeah, that's a real shame. It's a shame. Anyway, sorry to go off on a rant, but this is why we do these segments, because it it matters. It does. And I've got a lot of other stuff, but we only have so much time, so we can do it at another time. Well, do you have one or two more that you want to pop in there? Yeah, I can... uh, uh, well, there's a story in the Federalist Magazine newspaper on January 12th that Je- California's Jefferson Elementary School District is the first in the nation to implement ethnic studies starting in elementary school rather than high school. Wow. wow. In Daly City, they paid 175000 to Community Responsive Education, a left-wing group created by activists from San Francisco State University to design the program. It will include teaching little kids how to become left-wing co-conspirators and activists to battle against white racism. Oh, nice. Wow. Start at elementary school now doing ethnic studies. And, w- and think about, you know, uh, not only are they sucking the dreams and the excitement and the joy and the sense of accomplishment that comes from that with the grading from kids, but then they're also adding in this dark, um, depressive, angry-filled, negative racism into the minds of kids. It's yep. it, it's so evil. I want to remind everybody to be sure to look up WeTheKids.us. It's a great organization to help your kids at home learn something about American history. And we're in the middle of the initiative drive for school choice, guys. Reach in so you can help. Look up CaliforniaSchoolChoiceInitiative.org and join the battle. All right. Well, Bob Walters, thank you for being the leader in this battle as far as I'm concerned. Um, because you well, started doing these these reports and sharing with everybody what's happening in the schools before anybody else. God bless you, man. Well, good luck to you, too. You do a great job. Girl. Thank you, honey. Bye. And don't forget, keep your eyeballs on, on One American News as much as possible. Show them that uh, they've got to the, show the, the ratings people that they have support. All right. Stay with us. we got more to chat about on the other side of the break. Get more from the Andrea K Show at OurFreeNation.org. Just search Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K, telling you like it is, while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. You know who might be my hero of the week? Um, Ron DeSantis. Because yesterday he said that uh, the state, his state will not enforce a federal mandate for COVID vaxes in healthcare settings. He said the state of Florida is not going to serve as the Biden administration's biomedical police. Good for him. Stand up again. Yes. Um, and, and then I'm seeing um, uh, on CNN, I can't verify it, but in follow-up to this, he has said that um, he will actually find hospitals that actually try to implement it's it. The way it should be done. Yeah. Um, and I, and in another, in another article, I think he's, he's saying that, um, that, uh, he, he's a state in the Supreme court and the federal government doesn't trump his right in terms of, uh, to, to talk, to deal with what's happening in his state. So he's basically using state's rights, uh, standing argument. up for freedom. And you know what? It's funny because we're the opposite here in California and Florida is far better off as far as, you know, what's happened with COVID. Right. Um, you know, and it's interesting because was it not Joe Biden who said, look, you know, it's going to come back to the states, the states, you know, the federal government can't solve this problem. So, it, it you know, it's it's um, I don't care what the Supreme Court, you know, ruled yesterday. If it's not in the Constitution, you know, um, why do you why would he have to follow this? You know, this is not law. This was not passed through the, through Congress. 
This is not federal law, regardless of what the Supreme Court said. So um, hat tip to, to DeSantis for that. Okay, so um, here in California, what um, what's going on with California? That's the law for governor swap because uh, uh, Newsom does it again. Well, yeah, last he's week. Trying to. Well, last week Newsom announced uh, AB fourteen hundred, which passed, and it was an announcement that we were going to have um, health care for all in the state of California including those who are legal aliens. I'm trying to find my article here. I've got so much. Here it is. Um, that was AB 1400. Got very little news, um, even though it really should have, because um, simply because you broke across, you you committed breaking and entering to come into this country illegally. Now you've got the right. Congratulations. You get health care. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's some, they, they've literally got the right. Anybody who resides in the state has the right to have health care. No, they don't. There's no government money. That health care is paid for by the taxpayers. Oh, but it gets even worse because in order to pay for that, now they've come up with Assembly Constitutional Amendment number 11. And this um, will um, fund universal single-payer health care coverage in California. Um, I'm old enough to remember when single-payer, was they were telling us, free, right? Everybody's entitled to health care. Nobody should have to pay for it. Well, here's the little sticking point that those of us pointed out um, back when single-payer first was brought up by the Obama administration. It's not free. Far from free. There's no such thing as free. What will it cost the taxpayers in California? Every household in California will see an increase of taxes of at least $12,250. Every worker who makes at least $49,000 in the state of California will pay more taxes. Let me tell you, if you're making 49K, you are not exactly fat, okay? You're in, and in some, and some, well, in some parts of the state, you're living, uh, you're homeless. We had in Northern California people making over six figures a few years ago living in RVs on the street because they couldn't afford the rent or to buy, let alone buy. This is going to break the backs. And then what, what the increase is going to be, a top marginal rate on wage income would soar to 18%. Nationally, the median top marginal rate is 5.3%. You think about that tax hike. And it's going to include a 2.3% gross receipts tax. Well, what is gross receipts tax? Well, that is, and this will hit small business owners, where instead of you pay the tax on these are my gross receipts, these are my sales, I back out my business expenses, then I pay tax, right? No, you're going to have to pay tax on every dollar of your receipts. So much it's for more small than, business. Right, more than three times that of the country's highest current gross receipts tax. This is what California has coming. You think we're you think we're bleeding out people moving out of California as it is? Wait till this takes effect. This and at a time we've got 40 uh, uh, year highs of inflation. This is this is just absolutely monstrous, up. a monstrous plan. You better get active locally and you better come back Monday 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Thank you all. Come to-